Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. I think I solved college football's problem right there. Wow. With SI's Pat Forty. I think he wants to go to the NFL, and he's going to have chances to go to the NFL, so he's going. Here's Pat and Dan. Hi, welcome to the pod. Plenty going on. Transfer portal still going on. One of these days, we're going to tell you that Caleb Williams has made a decision. <laughs> and all we just we've put this teaser out on like five straight podcasts. <laughs> By the time you hear this, Caleb Williams, I'm wondering if with some of these these transfer portals, it's either it's two it's a twofold. It's a guy like Caleb Williams who's I mean I think he did he was so good, but like the 2020 the 2021 high school class did not get the traditional college recruitment experience because of COVID. And then uh, there's a bunch of these kids that are like coming from group of five that maybe had like two or three offers and they're just loving this. Now they're getting recruited like big time players. It's a good point. Good point. I mean, yes, they are. They are. Uh, there are several young men that seem to be making the most of their transfer portal uh, popularity. That's for sure. Put on the uniform of whoever's trying to get you. You pose for your pictures. You put them out there. Everybody says, come to our school. You're the greatest. <laughs> they never heard of them like two months ago. Yeah. Also, like, it, it's all coming. So, it, it happens so fast, right? So, like, high school players always be like, oh, I'm blessed. Blessed and thankful, grateful <laughs> to receive my offer from here. And, you know, one of those comes every, like, couple weeks or something. I mean, most players will only get, you know, even the best players, like, not everyone's going to offer because they're just not going to waste their time, right? Yeah. But be- these guys enter the portal, and then within like 48 hours, they have like 20 offers. Yeah. So if you look at their Instagram, and you try to follow some of these guys, it's just like, blessed and thankful, just got this <laughs> off. Just talk to this guy, I got an offer. You know, it's like, they're they're living it up. They're living it up. The portal is, is this is exciting for some of these guys, which is good. Enjoy it, because uh, you might get portaled over. I think we need to close the portal, Dan. Close the portal. Close the portal. I, I, we had a portal flip. The my hero of Boise State backdooring Pete in the race for the case <laughs> flip, just flipped from Tennessee to Texas. So I, I think we need to shut it down. Yeah. Oh, all right. Sully's been victimized by a portal flip here. So <laughs> <laughs> shut it down. Shut it all down. I need to go back to the BCS and the old ways. No transfer. <laughs> Set out a list. You're stuck. You put out the list. Fifty-three schools. You're not allowed to not transfer. Allowed to go to. That's right. Yeah. Yep. 
Not without needing to give a kidney to your grandmother who lives near the school or whatever. All right. We're going to get to the portal and and uh, the schedule and all that and the NCAA meetings, with which Pat went to. I want to talk briefly about Jim Harbaugh, which is also a story that may have resolution by the time you listen to this. Who knows? Um, Bruce Feldman reported people inside Michigan believe Harbaugh would take the Vegas job as offered. Who would take the Vegas job, too? If Who would? Every, lot, oh, oh, yeah. yeah everyone. Yeah. A lot of people would. That'd be a, a nice place to be a head coach, I feel like. Well, uh, if you met Mark Davis. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> He's had like five coaches in seven years. Well, so, fi- fire me. I like that buyout life in Vegas, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, not hard to see why. I mean, it, it, nothing wrong with Bruce's report because he's doing that's it's a good, sure. solid report. Sure. But yes, 100 percent. Not a surprise. Jim Harbaugh has not bothered to come out and say a word denying his interest in going back to the NFL. He does not need NFL interest to drive up his price at Michigan. The people at Michigan are quite pleased with Jim Harbaugh. Whatever he wants, he's probably going to get something close to it. So, you know, when we've said on this podcast from the start, I mean, I said right away, yeah, I think he'd, I think he'd go back to the NFL. It may not be this year, but it's going to be at some point. If it is Las Vegas, then it's Las Vegas. But uh, he's out recruiting right now, which, of course, is um, both a, a sign and not a sign, right? Didn't, like, Brian Kelly was rec- was at a visit and took... Brian the, Kelly was took- chomping on burnt ends when he was recruiting burnt for ends, Notre yeah. Dame while he was taking the LSU job. Yeah, yeah. Right. He had the burnt ends. He stayed and had the burnt ends. He's not a fool. <laughs> no. You stay and have your meal. You know, if like, somebody right. wants to give you burnt ends, you stay and eat the burnt ends. Yes. Thoughts on Harbaugh. You know, it's it, it's weird. I mean, just that story and the Caleb Williams story, we're just kind of sitting here in limbo and we've been in limbo a long time and nature abhors a vacuum, media abhors a news vacuum. And usually these things kind of tend to proceed really quickly. But the NFL moves much more deliberately when they hire coaches than college does because they have more processes and protocols to go through. They don't just have, you know, a booster says, we got to get rid of the coach. Here's my jet plane. Go hire that guy. Get it done. You know, it's, uh, things don't happen quite so uh, easily. So we, I guess we just kind of have to wait and see. But the the lack of discussion, refutation, Anything coming from Ann Arbor and from the Harbaugh camp is is very interesting to me. I wonder how that's playing on the recruiting trail, because if he's sitting in my house while he's out recruiting right now, that's going to be my question. Well, Jim, people, all these people are talking about the Raiders or, or these other NFL jobs. What's the deal? Are you recruiting my kid or are you just here passing time because you don't know whether you're going to the NFL or what? Um, Burnt ends. Uh, He's just having he's having burnt ends. Maybe right? maybe he is. He's on his own his steak and milk tour. Yeah, he likes milk you and know? steak. Yeah. Burnt end is you know I mean as long as it's not the the nervous bird the yeah, chicken don't serve right. him chicken. That would be a faux pas unless you're like a five star and you can get away with insulting the coach coming to visit you. But if you're four star or lower, serve something but the coach might want to eat. Ninety percent of these recruits they're visiting is for the following year. True. You know, it's not yeah. it's it's class of 20 and we will get to that because this is part of the problem. I think college football has is like what the hell's going on. Who, who's, who's the Michigan coach? We still don't know. And they already signed an entire class right. and taking transfers. Guys are transferring in and out. And, uh, you know, the process is not very good. You, know, you mentioned the NFL process. It's 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 also like okay to interview more than one person like in college football it's like if i don't get the number the guy that has been deemed number one must get it's a failure of the ad right yeah 
No, that's why that's why there are search firms and that's why they lie about who they offer the job to. No, that job was never offered to him. We only made it one, one offer, and that was to the person that accepted it. No, that's not true. It's not that the NFL has a better track record of hiring the right coach. No. no. At least it's a little bit more like, hey, why don't you come in and talk to us? We'll see what you got, right? Instead of just what's the search firm think. Right. The search firm is the guy who got me my job as the AD also. So, yeah, not a great, not a great fit. So, all right, let's 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 roll the dice. Sully, you can jump in on this, too. Let's just no, let's not do percentage. Yes or no. It's Jim Harbaugh, the coach next fall. Uh, give us a percentage. That might be too. I'm going to say anything well, over 51 percent. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Harbaugh is not the coach just because if we've gone this long without any declaration from him or Michigan stepping up and saying, hey, he's our guy or whatever. Although I will say like last year, there, there was definitely a, a bit of a news blackout while we were waiting to find out whether they were keeping Harbaugh. And then they came out with the deal with this restructured contract. But I, I just I, I think he wants to go to the NFL and he's going to have chances to go to the NFL. So he's going. And I think he can walk away feeling like I did my job. I got Michigan back. We went to the playoff. We won the Big Ten. We beat Ohio State. Good time to go out. So uh, if he wants to go to the NFL and he has the chance to do it, this is not a bad time to do it. It's just a tricky time for Michigan. And then, yes, you look back. Did they everybody they signed in December? Do they do they need to let them out of letters of intent if you're going to be have a different coach uh, and and go from there? Yeah, I mean, we could talk about that with the rule changes. I think that I mean, you got to let everybody out. That should be should be law written somewhere. But um, yeah, I, I would I'd say he's coming back. He's riding the wave. He's making all Michigan fans nervous birds. They're they're all a little nervous. <laughs> And, and, but he's, he's riding the wave, man. He's, he's going, I beat Ohio state. I won the big 10. Finally, he's playing games. It's, it's horrible. Always. There's always an ulterior motive. He's, he's always doing something. So I, I think he's coming back. Why not? I mean, you, you, you just slayed the dragon. Your problem with slaying the dragon is they want you to slay it again. And the dragon's coming back for you. Mr. Third base coach. Third base is uh, not, <laughs> not, not resting. No, no. Coach third is, base will be loaded again in 2022. They are a little busy at Michigan. They just fired their their president. Yeah. For some tawdry emails. <laughs> I don't know if you kept up with this scandal. No. A little bit. It's it's a little sad. Yeah. Mark Schlichel, he's the he was the president. He's 64-year-old scientist. Not exactly the smoothest dude you you you're, you know. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Of all the extra, if you want to hear the insides of an extramarital affair, this wasn't really a guy you'd put down on the list as A, having one, or B, wanting to. It's very cringe. The whole thing is cringe. Mm. Highly cringe. Yes. I mean, but the emails are hysterical because they really, now it was with a subordinate, uh, this affair, he's married. I mean, it's, it's obviously not good, but usually when they're like, we're going to release the emails because they have to, because he did it on his own university email system oh. you know you're expecting some like i mean we were you were used to like just there's pictures there's i mean there's just some nasty stuff right yeah this isn't like yeah. anthony weiner or whatever that one yeah, yeah, name right, was. That yeah. Guy, yeah. Right. brett Favre, right yeah. a dead spirit's uh -huh. not gonna buy the yeah. picture of brett Favre. um now like at one point he emails uh, uses the abbreviation T-O-Y, thinking of you, mm. sends a text. I'm looking forward to seeing you later. That thought will get me through the day. Mm. He's like writing notes in second grade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check the box. Yeah. <laughs> Love can come at any time in life. And it's oh, beautiful and joyous whenever it does. Wow. 
Um, He's yeah, romantic. Right, oh. What if we miss our connection and get stuck in Paris? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my! <laughs> the, the lamest. Holy this moly! Big Ten He's, romance. Big is, Ten yeah. romance. <laughs> an, an SEC president would be caught with like panties in the drawer. <laughs> right. SEC, uh, look at Liberty. Pole yeah. assassin, <laughs> Liberty. <laughs> Anything down south. This is the this is the lamest thing ever. Uh, They're deemed inappropriate. It's like, I mean, yeah, yeah. I think I think he's gonna have like women lining up for him. Maybe he's so soft and sensitive and yeah, clunky. I mean, the wife's and not happy now that she, he's got she'll money. probably divorce him. He's got the buyout. This guy's a catch out there. I remember, you know, he's a scientist, dude, like you said, trying to get a hold of him to comment when the Big Ten was being embroiled in the COVID play or don't play debate Mm. and ended up, you know, going through three PR people and getting the presidential PR person. And and they're like, you're what? Sports Illustrated? No, (laughs) we're not talking to you. It's like the president ain't messing with you sports people. Well, he was busy. Uh, he was busy. His, clearly, yeah. he, he was sending sensitive emails to <laughs> subordinates on the on the university server. Probably we a bad to, we idea. We need to match up your your call time. We need to, and then with the emails and see if they match up. What was he doing <laughs> exactly when you were trying to trying to get an interview? Because this dude, yeah, this dude. We could find out. Him. There are paper trails. <laughs> if I'm Harbaugh, that that email exchange alone just makes me be just like, all right, I'm. I, I mean, he makes Mark Davis seem smooth. <laughs> <laughs> wonder if they have the same barber God. Uh, I don't, they whoever has they mark davis's barber should that should be the only per client that guy has one of one <laughs> the He's worst probably haircut tip, probably, probably tips male well. adult male of all time <laughs> probably tips well let's get to the schedule because this is the harbaugh situation you were at the nca meetings in indianapolis Pat. yep Yep. Anything get accomplished? No. I mean, it okay. was it was really humorous because a th- you know this isn't there's not a lot of action expected from this meeting. Basically, all they are doing is they're voting Thursday, and the expectation, a slam dunk, is that they will authorize the divisions to then basically go do their own thing. Division one, make your own kind of rules. Division two, do your thing. Division three, you do your thing. So that's all that's happening here. And there was so little to do that yesterday, uh, Richard Johnson from Sports Illustrated, myself, and Ralph Russo from the Associated Press, Brian Fisher from the D1 Ticker, were sitting outside like some council meeting that Sankey was on. And he comes out and we're like, oh, gosh, there's somebody we recognize. Let's go talk to him. And Sankey's looking at us like, do you all think there's going to be breaking news here? Like, no, we just don't have anything to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you go to go to Harry and Izzy's or Elmo's for dinner. You have a couple drinks with a few ADs, you know, in the lobby of the hotel and sit around and wait for not much to happen. So, you know, eventually there could be potentially major ramifications from what's going on there now. But in terms of what's actually going on this week, not a lot. Unbelievable that that Division three had even and they really didn't have much to say, but any uh, say yeah on division one I mean, right like the colby college cross-country team and the alabama football team really don't have a lot in common yeah, yeah. they are the completely different uh ends of the spectrum and realities no doubt about it so i mean it makes sense to do it this way the you know the the ultimate 
test will be, does Division One then try to like splinter itself? And we've talked about this, at least in theory, a bunch on the podcast. You know, do, do the Power Five go their own way? Do they break off from the NCAA? Do they torpedo the basketball tournament in order to give themselves their own tournament? You know, all those sorts of things. Uh, that would be where the the ultimate kind of crunch time will be on this. I, I don't think it'll ever get to those sort of extremes, but there are people that are very concerned about it. Well, they really, that's the concern. The NCAA basketball tournament needs to have the smaller schools. It's yes. just part of the, it's part of the event. It's part of the charm. Abilene Christian is as much a part, is an, is an important part as, as Kentucky, because that's what draws people to start watching the tournament. Absolutely. And if you just have a bunch of good teams, uh, it would, and it would just be terrible. I mean, the, you know, and it, look at, if they had their way, like Gonzaga wouldn't be out. They'd say Gonzaga <laughs> right. can't compete. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They'd say lots of teams that made the final four can't compete. It'd just be absolutely awful. All you can do is hope that there is still enough common sense. And I, and I think business sense to keep the, to, to, to avoid that. You know, I've talked about it with the other sports, you know, lacrosse, uh, baseball, hockey, you know, these small Minnesota Duluth is the best hockey program in America. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Great. You know, great. You know, you want you want all those. Johns Hopkins should be great in lacrosse. They're not going to have yeah. a football team. They're not going to be good at anything else. Right. That's great. And we don't want to get rid of that. No. And I hope we never do. Yeah. Um, Northern Arizona a, wins the cross country championship regularly. You know, I mean, th that those are good things to lose yeah. all diversity in order to have a totally homogenous tournament where the eighth place team from the ACC is playing the sixth place team from the Big East. Who the hell cares if you don't have America does love underdog stories and those teams don't those teams are not underdogs. They're all no, overdogs. So people you, don't watch college basketball now right. because of that. Yeah. Right. They're not watching two mediocre teams play. The ratings are not very good. And uh, in terms of football, again, looking at we're talking about one spot out of 12. It's usually not even going to be that bad of a team. But, you know, God help us if we don't have some action. Yeah. What are we going to do on Tuesday nights? Right. Right. Just not gonna... I, I just think that there would be so many more problems created and so much more cynicism bred in an already very cynical population, a fan population. You know, I mean, if, if you get rid of all of that and who are these teams, who would these teams play? You know, if you want if you want to schedule a 12 game football season where you're still playing eight or nine conference games and you want people you want dedicated home games, you want seven or eight home games every year. And you want somebody you can beat so that you can get everybody excited. Then you need those MAC teams and Sunbelt teams and uh, uh, Conference USA teams. Vanderbilt's playing 12 non-conference games. That's what you get to. <laughs> yeah. You get, yeah. Well, and then try selling tickets when you're 1-11 every year. Right. And you don't get the number one pick. Yeah. You're never going to be good. I mean, you have to have some victories and, and you have to have something exciting happen. So, yeah, it's it, I don't think it'll get to that, but that is certainly a concern. All right. Has there been any discussion about the football calendar? I, I've seen some murmurings about we got to do something. Jim Phillips, of course, talked about the holistic view of all of uh, to me. The schedule is an absolute disaster. I joked about it, but you're doing everything at once. If the NFL draft was tomorrow in the middle of the playoffs, <laughs> you go, that's stupid, move it, right. right? And free agency was today, and the draft was like, you know, free agency started Monday, and the draft's Thursday. You go, wait, what are we doing? 
Like yeah. they've got to sort this out. Uh, has there been any, did you come up with any discussion of that? Um, yeah, there's, there was definitely some discussion, you know, I don't know whether there was any formal like panel discussion, but lots of, uh, kind of lobby discussion about it. And it's funny, you, you, you get there, there's two camps. Those pe- there's the people that look at, you know, Jim Phillips and the people that are holding up the playoff expansion, roll their eyes. And then there's people like, well, yeah, he has a point. But to your point, the the uh, calendar, I think, absolutely needs review. And I, th- I think there, there, there are enough people who are, like, freaked out, troubled, and angry about the portal and transferring that I think there's momentum to at least look at how do we deal with this. There was some discussion. Uh, I was sat with a group of ADs, um, I guess it was Tuesday night, you know, discussion of can we can we at least squeeze the transfer thing into a window? It can happen from this time to this time. And other than that, then you got to kind of stop and, and lay, get your hands off and everything. And somebody suggested, said, you know, the best way to get players to buy in on that without being sued for, you know, restraint of movement is for the coaches to do the same and say, we won't we won't hire and fire outside of this window. And everybody's like, well, the coaches aren't going to go for that. And the agents aren't going to go for that. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think everybody recognizes that it's a problem, but nobody, this, of course, in college sports has an idea how to fix the problem. So, there's, uh, so here's how I look at this problem, okay? So the season ends uh, for almost everybody, or for a lot, uh, actually, the way the bowl system is, half the teams. But the regular season is over Thanksgiving weekend. Kids are going to start, kids are going to want to transfer. Kids will announce they're going to transfer in the middle of the year. It's not ideal to be trying to host transfer visits and all of that in December, but I don't know how you stop it. I mean, first up, you're going to have your unofficials, right? Because you can't stop someone from just driving over to your campus. Right. So if, if I'm the if I'm a player at South Carolina and I want to transfer and I, I drive up to North Carolina and walk around campus, you can't stop me from doing that. Um, you could make it a dead period or something, but I would say you you also have the deadline of school starting like this this transfer portal will slow down in the next week or two because academically as much as we joke they do have to enroll at some point yeah and the, the some schools start late january some are on quarters there's different things but that could wind up being a huge advantage to somebody but i would say you allow the trans i mean the transfer visits and everybody sorts out the transfers december into mid to late january and then I would just move that early signing period to like March 1st. And obviously some kids want to go and be an early enrollees, which is something I really don't like, but they that's not going away. No. And if you, so if you're willing to early enrollee, then go ahead. But that's, you're now bound into that school. Right. Um, but in terms of actually signing the letter of intent for the summer report date, I would move that like March 1st or, so, or you know, I guess you don't want to interrupt the NCAA basketball tournament. I mean, you got different things, but I would go late, late February. I think if you allow the trans, the coaching movements and the transfers to sort out, then you're giving high school kids and their families best information possible on where they're going to go to school. And that in, in turn should help at least in some percent cut the number of transfers in the future. Sure. Because somebody just signed with a school and their coach left and then they brought in three guys at their position in the transfer portal. Yeah. And that kid never should have signed there. And the school doesn't even really want them anymore. 
but because of the circumstances and the calendar. So I don't think you can stop the transfers, like the transfer window. I don't really know how that works, but if you do it, you it, it's 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 got it. It, it kind of has an artificial date anyway that ends. You can't stop the hiring and firings because that's restraint of trade. Mm-hmm. And then the only other problem you have is more kids will want to transfer at the end of the spring semester, especially after spring practice when they lose out on their job. But you can't hold the high school recruits that long. So I would just really move the early signing period to, you know, late February, not even that early February, late February, let the dust settle and then have your signing. And then kids can still flip and move around then. It's chaotic. It's yes, but it's not as chaotic as this. It's more fair. And face it, these guys are, everyone's getting a raise. So I don't really care if you have to work harder. Yeah, no, that's actually a rare burst of wisdom out of you. I I, I like Thank it. You. you know, I mean, the, the, the whole concept, take the, take, get rid of the December signing, uh, move the traditional early February signing to late February. And then I would still allow college kids, to, the football guys to have a, a, and spring signing too. Like when they have basketball, when you can sign in, whether it's late April or, or early May, whenever the heck that is, you know, the the, the spring signing period. Uh, I guess I would just have an open signing after that. Like, is yeah. there a, right? I mean, by that yeah. point, does it matter? No, it shouldn't, really. I mean, yeah, why not just have the, have, have the, the window open you from late February till... You can start signing till... binding letter intents on right. March 1, let's just say that. And then if you sign one on April 3rd, fine. By that point, I just think it it spreads it out. It also creates a ton of excitement for the sport late. I mean, this look, the transfer portal, you can hate it. You can love it. it most people's opinions, they waver like like Sully's. Like, did I get a guy or did I not get a guy? <laughs> and that's fine. Fans, some fans, I get it. Like, if you're a Wyoming football fan right now, it kind of sucks. Yeah. Like, they all your get, best players. They, they did get three transfers in, though. So yes, that that's, helps. and, and mm-hmm. that, is, that is part of what I'm saying is you don't know who you got. And you might have gotten a a better, you know, a better player coming in. So you just, you know, the guy who was second string at at a Pac-12 school is now showing up and he's going to be your new star player. Yeah, I just, I just, but I, it's created a lot of excitement on free agency. And, and like, instead of this being a pretty dead time, but then bring signing day back and it will be, it'll be very interesting. Absolutely. Like, uh, yeah. Total like, chaos. If you're, if you're just thinking of what creates excitement in college football, the December Signing period is almost super. It's like too much, too many ornaments on the tree. Yep. So take that out and then decorate with that when when there's not as much going on. And when also, as you said, I mean, the best point of it is the high school players know exactly what they're getting into. They know who the coaches are and they know who else has come in on the portal and they they who has gone pro and who hasn't gone pro. Everything is pretty well decided by that point why why is the nfl so big because they create events and it's year round and that's yep. one thing the ncaa doesn't do very well is make events in the off season where they could have a they had for years a big christmas that we all look forward to in february second week of february now it's gone and they could have a scheduling event like the nfl does in the middle of the dead period where they are they plop out the next year's football schedule instead sure. we're stuck with these just archaic things that we do that's just ridiculous but that's the NCAA yeah. college college sports is is very much a we've always done it that way we've never done it this way sort of uh endeavor. well I also think they listen to the the coaches too much they the coaches do. wanted this early signing period because they wanted to they wanted to make it easier for themselves uh, their concern is very limited to me yeah my concern is more the players and their families and 
if you want less chaos, you, you're less likely to recruit players that are never going to play for you or don't fit in your system if, if everybody has time to take a breath. Yeah. And we yeah. were talking the other, like signing day happened like at Oregon two days after they hired a coach. Right. Remember, yeah. like, it's how and, do you know? How do you know? Right. You don't. Caleb Williams is doing it right. He's they're calling all over. Sure. Yeah, probably going to SC, but I don't know. What about this school? What about that? I mean, you take your time and 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 figure out the right place because there else, you know, and then they're all going to decry. Oh, this kid, I lost six kids in the portal. You wouldn't assign four of them. You know, right. you didn't want you 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 recruited over that guy three days after he he signed. So uh, to me, this isn't that hard. Yeah, they'll, they'll make it hard. But right, the other thing it would theoretically alleviate is firing coaches early so that you can get a head start on recruiting. And coaches leaving before bowl games. Uh, I still think you would probably struggle in that area because coaches will always say they need They'll to get ahead on recruiting. But yes, it's less defensible as an excuse for bailing on your team if the signing period is, you know, signing day is February 26th. I, I, the coaches to me, it's like they'll be like, well, when are we going to get some downtime here? Like, this is chaotic <laughs> all year round. How many people make $9 million a year get downtime? <laughs> yeah. Like if you run an area Wall Street, uh, you know, working at a hedge fund. I mean, how many people make this money? Right. Do you think that guy's just like, oh, we we just chill like in the summer? <laughs> yeah. like, no, the pressure's every freaking day. <laughs> or do the markets oh, actually I, work in the summer too? I didn't yeah, know that. Again, yeah. yeah, you get like a couple <laughs> days off here every once in a while. There's a there's a holiday. They Wall Street closes down. Or you know, I'm a real estate developer in uh, in Los Angeles. I've got mm -hmm. a you know. 73 story building going up. I'll just, I need spring off though. It should be a little more chill around here. Like, no, that guy is sweating out every day. Like, it's like, how, you're making way too much money to be caring about your downtime. Yep. They want you a know? month off, Dan. They want to go to the mm. Destin. Go to, they yeah, go they to They want to go to their beach house that their job pays them. Nobody gets yeah. that kind of time. This isn't France, dude. <laughs> we don't get 12 weeks of vacation. Finland. Finland football coach. Yeah. <laughs> Ted Lasso. Come on, man. It was like, oh, my. They used to complain in basketball because they had like that three weeks where they were recruiting the summer. And they, they don't have any, it's, it's, it's too long. Or, and that does. It does suck. I agree. But, uh, well, like you, you don't get drafted into having to serve as a assistant basketball coach. Yeah. No. Okay. No, this is. This is the army. Sack up, baby. You want to make you getting all that money? You might I want have, to have to work. I want my roster set in. They wanted their roster set at the when the season ended. They know who was coming the next year. I got to get on to a private jet and go to the Peach Jam. Such a terrible, <laughs> terrible thing. Yeah. Basketball yeah. coach is the worst. They, they, you got you got 12 guys in the team and only like <laughs> right. seven of them play. <laughs> so hard. So hard. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know my roster for three straight years. It's like you only want to have to sign two kids a year. That's what you want to do. Three yeah. kids a year. Yeah, uh, yeah. exactly. Hey, football, you, do have to, you do have to figure out which mega boosters grandson you want as the 12th man on the on the team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You need that guy to boost your GPA and pay for all the. Yeah. That was back in the day. You always had to have the booster kit on there. Oh, yeah. Please, please the booster. And then he had the. The, the the credit card for the bar, <laughs> right. for the pizza. He, he had, had the, the really Mercedes. nice the escalate yeah. or whatever to yeah, drive the everybody around. That they'd end up getting caught driving somewhere, <laughs> yeah, like right. they crash the, it. Like, they're oh. wrecking. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But it was okay because you're allowed to pay for anything as a teammate. All that good. 
Um, all right. I think I solved college football's problem right there. Wow. How about that? You didn't you didn't need four days in Indianapolis to do it. Good job. No, they don't want me on these panels. I'd be like, I think I'd be like Bowlesby. I just leave in the middle of all the meetings. <laughs> all right. Couple quick transfer portal uh deals. Uh the the these full surrender in the Stetson Bennett law firm versus JT Daniels battle is over. <laughs> yeah. JT has waved a white flag and is entering the portal. Stetson Bennett is staying at Georgia. Of course he, I mean, that was, are you kidding me? Nobody will have a better life in, in the next year. than That Stetson Athens Bennett. victory lap. Woo! Come on, man. He's still not sober from his good morning America appearance. Why would he be? Why would he be? He's slugging Pappy. Like, I, I, I mean, I, that's I, I, truly like one of the great college football pictures of all time was Stetson Bennett drinking Pappy from the bottle. After yeah, winning the championship. Was, oh my God. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a very expensive years whiskey. photo. It's yeah. a very expensive whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh yeah, it's 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 even better than that. That burrow one of smoking the cigar is pretty strong too. It is good. Very, yeah, very guys, good. These, these QBs are getting after. I don't know where JT's gonna go. Uh Stetson's staying. Back to USC if Caleb doesn't go. Well, hey, not out of the question. That's, there's a lot of Georgia smoke there, evidently. So, I mean, that's the, the, yes, the Caleb Williams saga, the the ongoing saga. We love a good ongoing saga on the pod, but good Lord, make a call, man. And let's figure this thing out because he, he is, he will dictate a lot. I think as far as where JT Daniels goes and maybe Jackson Dart too, although Dart seems to be, you know, to be moved on completely from USC at this point. LSU has 12 transfers, counting Miles Brennan. Yeah, uh, who came? Well, I guess he's not a train. He left and then came back. Yeah. Uh, so eleven transfers. They took a couple from Louisiana. Louisiana's getting raided after their leave, uh, yeah. and they may not be done. So uh, Brian Kelly is uh, is is on that. Well, obviously, this is it, man. You got playing time available at LSU. Hey, man, kids yeah. are gonna want to go there. Pretty good thing. Now, like, here's my theory, like with Stetson. Um, should he have left on top? Should he just have you know? Go try the NFL. If you can't make it there, go to the USFL. Go to the CFL. You know, is it ever going to be as good as the perfect friggin' moment? Walk on to national championship hero, to Pappy Drinker, to Good Morning America drunk. Exactly. It will never be better. better. So never never leave. Never leave. (laughs) Well, he is on scholarship for life now in, in Athens. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And he, if he wants to be, you know, a, a state senator or a U.S. senator from there, eventually he will be. But, boy, uh, the temptation would have been to, to mic drop that thing and just walk out. I would say he's he's got at least one degree. He might even have two degrees by now. He's been in school since, like, 1997. He replaced DJ Shockley. <laughs> Where is he? I mean... There's not a lot of pro op. I'm sorry. Let's let's. I, I, you know, I, have you? I you know. didn't even think it was a good college quarterback. Give <laughs> the poor not. man some credit. Good I God. believe no, you worse. said. I believe you said the words NFL about yeah. a minute ago. Come on. I mean, Ian Book is on a roster. Is Ian Book better than Stetson Bennett? Yes. Is he? he yeah, Stetson Bennett is not going to play in the NFL. No. Ian Book I, is barely on a roster. Okay, he's probably not going to play in the NFL. I agree, but don't you want the the chance to at least have him say no? You're not good enough. Stetson I think Bennett they said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I mean he's too he's not big enough. 
I would rather I would rather do the victory. Lap How big is he in book? He's the same size as Stetson Bennett. Is he really? Yeah, I would say so. Look having, that having, up. Look that up. I don't I, know. I'll, I, I don't know about listed versus actual. Bennett, Stetson Bennett was fourth in the United States in pass efficiency. In get you, book, it does get you. Far. You do not want to show up at an NFL training camp where everyone's trying to make a name for yourself as Stetson Bennett and have every mean linebacker looking to ragdoll you. Evidently, an, an inch off of each other. All right. Well, what uh, what is what's what's Bennett listed at? Five eleven. Okay. All right. Well, they, yeah. Mm. Book is listed at six foot. Book is not six right. foot. I can All tell right. you that. Well. Maybe he can do it. Prove me wrong, Stetson. You've been proving me wrong all year. I'm fine with it. All right, a couple items here before we get to the big uh, chicken sandwich reveal. Yeah. Yeah, we all big, ate the deal. We had a big... Now now that, you know, we we can we don't have any healthy ICE <laughs> bowl eater here we can, who could pretend that he... an acai-free podcast. Yeah, we were... It was like... It wasn't hard. Like, Remember, it would be like, hey... Uh, you know, let's all go and try the uh, Wendy's chicken sandwich. I don't know where there's a Wendy's. I don't think there's one near me. It's yeah, right. one everywhere. Bad. What are yes. you talking about? Bad um, excuses. Yeah. So we did get the Arby's Diablo chicken sandwich. We'll get to that uh, in a second. Um, first, though, uh, let's get to this um, Vegas Insider, <laughs> which is a gambling kind of website or always had been. I don't know why they put this out, but they supposedly surveyed NCAA football fans around the country to determine the booziest and biggest drinkers. Okay. Uh, I don't, and they, they had respondents. I'm really not sure I have, I have, I have disputes with this. Yeah. I have disputes. Mm-hmm. The, the booziest NCA fans, the methodology here is really con- concerning. Yes. Okay. D- D- Pat, you know who won and lost this? I do not. No. Okay. Take a guess at let's give your let's do your top five booziest fan base, and I will tell you whether according to this thing you are correct or incorrect. Okay, top five. I'm 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 starting Start at five. All right, starting at five. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me let me let me write this down. I know who my one and two are. Fifth booziest fan base, uh, Ohio State. And they're mean drunks. Uh, I saw them beat up a Miami fan once in a Columbus bar for, you know, coming in wearing a jersey and being a little bit chesty. So mean drunks from Ohio State. I got five. Hold on. Hold on. Ohio State. Unranked. Unranked. Yeah, I'm calling bullshit. Unranked. Come on. They're drinking on third base and they didn't even earn it. (laughs) What? Absolute garbage. They're not in the top 25. Come on. Come on. Go ahead. Uh, Number four, they like to burn things when they're happy or when they're sad. West Virginia, I've seen them in action there, too. Also unranked. What? Also unranked, as is their couch-burning brothers and sisters up in Beast Lansing. Really? Because that's my number three. I have Michigan State three. Come on. I watched them them turn over that car. In fairness, they they are second in the biggest pregamer list. That is a little okay. farther down. So okay. well, they did get the attorney general of Michigan drunk. See, so they they party at the tailgate. Evidently, they need biggest, points. How are that? you the biggest pre gamers, but not? Yeah, yeah, I mean, we got out of that war zone after the Michigan this is, game. This is my <laughs> this is my theory that booze at, at stadiums, at college stadiums at least, is relatively new, and there there is a team on this list that has a fight song about moonshine that is unranked oh i see uh-huh. average Mar- drinks per game 
Yeah, that's what they're saying. Is this just? Yeah, but they said they surveyed. Yeah, and they a they surveyed, but b Neyland Stadium is a show to try to get a beer. So I think a lot of these stadiums are still trying to iron out their their. Okay. Beer well, let me tell you, their their biggest pre gamers are a joke too, because number four on that list is Cal. What? Yeah, right. yeah I mean, on. come on. They may smoke more at Cal, but yeah, yeah they get up on that. Would be fun. Tightwad yeah. Hill is a yeah, yeah, yeah rolling paper hill. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a rock up there with Mike Silver's name on it. I think I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, all right, you got to get to number two. Who's your no- number, number two? two? Wisconsin. Uh, they are ranked hey! third. They are ranked okay. third. Okay, that's. I mean, I know they go. You get that mm-hmm. upper Midwest. Look out. And then number, number one, I've got LSU. Or number one, LSU came in fourth. Wow. Who number the hell two. is number one on this list? Number two is Minnesota. Okay. Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I mean, okay, maybe. I just, um, who's been there for a big game? None of us, because they don't play big games. So, uh, yeah, we, I went we to haven't one seen game them in there. action. It was for the NFL. It's the only yeah. time I've been in their stadium. Other notables, A&M and Texas are locked in at 25th and 24th. Okay. Georgia may have won the national title, but they're 23rd on this list. Mm. Travesty, Iowa State, and Bush Light, 22nd. Really? Wow. Purdue is 21st. Oh, come Duke on. Duke is at 11. No, Purdue, they've there. got too many engineering kids that are in the library. No way. Yeah. Other notables will go Florida, 20, Michigan, 19, Oregon, 18, Arizona, 17, Kansas State, South Carolina, Cal again. They wait a minute. Cal, Kansas State, famous. Cal. I mean, uh, Kansas State Penn. was ranked number one on the biggest lightweight drinkers, yet they're sixteenth overall. That's another. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the methodology I, may be a little questionable here. Penn State. I mean, they get after it. Are you kidding me? Thirteen, Maryland, twelfth, Duke, eleven. Duke, no. come no. on. Again, they're in the library. Duke has got uh, average. They spent the most money on drinks. Although Stanford, I've seen the wine. I've seen the wine at Stanford. (laughs) Illinois, 10. Alabama, 9. NC State, 8. That's that's not bad. They're a dark horse on this. Total ridiculous because this place has no fans. Kansas. Seven. Kansas. They don't have any fans, much less drunk fans. They got, I mean, if you're a Kansas fan, you're drunk. Well, yes. Let's, I mean, let's give it, I guess maybe that, <laughs> under that circumstance, <laughs> yes. there'd be no reason to be a sober Kansas fan. All 26 Kansas fans, football fans are drunk. Absolute blotto. Yeah, absolute blackout train every Saturday, because why the hell else would you be a Kansas <laughs> blackout. fan? So actually, that might be, that might be true. Uh, USC 6th. And Nobody then, uh, goes to the USC games right now. There are no beer lines. So not that a, would, be a, not that a would be a high. It, not it, a, not a drunk fan base. Not a. It's their no. It's not fan base, but not a drunk. It's total. They have the highest average spending at thirty two ninety five per game. They spend on booze. Oh, it is expensive. But that's LA's everything costs cost a fortune. Out yeah. There. Uh, Virginia Tech is fifth. Eh, all right. Uh, yeah, number they, one. Number yeah. one. And by a lot, by the way, Minnesota supposedly an average Minnesota fan has four drinks per game. At, coming in at four point five, Nebraska. <laughs> really? I mean, I, I that that program has probably driven everybody to drink for the last decade, but I don't know. Like old people there. Right. It's a lot of and grandmas and stuff. Right. Now maybe, hey. Grandmas. You know, maybe grandma can maybe, drink too, but maybe, still. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not feeling that one because I, I, they're too serious, you know? 
They release balloons. That's not yeah. quite the drinking. <laughs> yeah, right. That I'm yeah. looking for. That's no, more like you can't a, carry a balloon around. A kid's birthday party. <laughs> LSU is supposedly the biggest pre-gamer. I'll I'll go with that. Kansas State are the lightweights. How? Well, that, uh, you can't be the lightweights and on this list, can you? No, you cannot. Mm. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. All these lists, you know, I mean, they're all highly suspect. I love the attempt, though. This is a great conversation to have. Well, sure. Yeah, we just need better work, better work by our researchers. Yeah, I would. We should. We should ask our 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 listeners who we hear from regularly, like what they think. uh, You know, their their particular fan bases. Do they do they really get drunk or do they not? Where's all that Big Ten research money going? Well, I, I know we have diseases to, to figure out, but no, we, this is the questions that we really need to figure out with those billion dollar endowments. There you go. Fair Just point. Saying. Fair point. Yeah, fair point. All right. One more uh, quick note. We did a story last week of the Chinese blind date that they, they hit with a lockdown and the person, the, the, the woman got stuck in the guy's apartment. Uh, she went on a blind date. He was going to cook her dinner. And then the lockdown hit and the Chinese lockdowns are not like, that's it. There's no like going home. And so she was stuck in the guy's house complaining about the cooking. Not a really nice person. I don't think <laughs> I'm on his side. Um, we have a separate update from China. This woman, this was their second date. Okay. And she went to, I mean, they were moving fast to begin with. They met at his parents' house, went to meet the parents on date two. On date, oh my not gosh. advisable. Wow. Not advisable. Like, um, but I don't know the customs. I don't know the customs. And uh, the lockdown hit. She had to move in and stay with this this dude and his parents. But that's, now that's a disaster. I mean, Mark Schlesel. Mark Schlesel must be jealous because they found out their souls are compatible, <laughs> and these two are getting married while this dude in Michigan's getting divorced. Mark Schlissel should have been Chinese, man. Things might have been easier. I very much love treasure the love between us. This is the biggest harvest for me in the year of 2021. I am thankful for this special karma. Chinese New Year is not till February 1st. But now, so, I mean, this, I've had a lot of romantic readings on today's podcast. You really have. That's yeah. it. And it's not even Valentine's <laughs> yet. Can't wait to see what you have in store for us then. She gets trapped in lockdown, not just with the man of her dreams that she's had two dates with, but with the in-laws. Yeah, and the in-laws. That's that's uh, intolerable. She said it was awkward, but she she learned that it was it was they were very nice. She found him more handsome in person, and it, she's learned that he is responsible and considerate. There you go. That's just a catastrophe. That's um, a good way I, to fast track and meet the parents on date two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we'll oh. see though. Now yeah, let's you'll see after the lockdown gets lifted. When when she's out of the house, yeah, she right. like, so she, she's saying all that stuff <laughs> now because she'd like to a live and b eat. We'll see if she said means it when she can actually gain some element of uh, freedom from said in laws. All right, let's get to the Diablo chicken sandwich because the uh, whoever's running the Arby social media account, I'm, I hope is listening. Yes, <laughs> they, they 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 tweeted at me to try they to get the inside info, and I I think I'm now in a fight with Arby. I think, I think I, you like, are. Arby's. I am too because they tweeted at me and said, "Did you have to reach for the milkshake?" And I didn't get a damn milkshake. So uh-uh. sorry, yeah. Arby's. <laughs> Sully harboring the bitterness did not get his milkshake with his DoorDash delivery. No, I did not. Proof that everyone hates us is even people we just bought chicken sandwiches from. Yes. <laughs> 
How do you get in a fight with Arby's? I don't know, but I think I'm in one. <laughs> the pod is now beefing with Arby's. All right. So beefing. Nice. There you go. Pat, we have Pat, and then uh, Sully, you, you're more of an expert on this stuff, and then I'll give my review. All right. The Diablo chicken sandwich. Arby's is hyping this as the their entrance to the, the chicken sandwich war, and, and they really went. They didn't come in quietly. They decided they would have the, the spiciest chicken sandwich in the chicken sandwich war. It includes uh, ghost pepper jack cheese, fiery hot seasoning, fire roasted jalapenos, and a barbecue sauce, Diablo barbecue sauce. And it's toasted on a red chipotle bun, which is kind of weird. I got to admit, that part was weird. Lettuce, pickle, mayo, and a fried chicken patty. I, uh, I knew I, I knew I was in trouble when I opened it up and going back to that bun. It looks like it was baked in a Chernobyl bakery. <laughs> it was glowing at me. Does, yeah. Yeah, it was a an alarming like orange colored bun. Yeah, uh-huh. that thing was weird. That was weird. I was able to get it without the mayo. Were you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My local Arby's did a good job with that. Pat, your thoughts on the Diablo? Is it is it spicy? Okay. So my thoughts. First, I I, I have to give you the full context for how the sandwich was ingested. Well, of course. You know, we we were discussing this. Uh, this was high level pod business. Had to have it done. You know, by today. So I'm driving back from Indianapolis down I-65 looking, you know, they seeing all the signs. Okay, who has an Arby's? Where where can I pull over and get get my Diablo chicken sandwich? I got all the way down to exit 16 southbound on I-65, southern Indiana, the Memphis exit, not Memphis, Tennessee, Memphis, Indiana, the truck stop pilot slash Arby's. There you go. Oh, so that's, that's yeah, that's good. Extra, yeah, that's got the fumes of diesel. Oh yeah, like, yeah oh yeah, you want that? That's yeah. a good Arby's. Roll in. It's sleeting outside. Everything's lovely. Park in a puddle. Get out. Walk in. You know, there's one downtrodden worker mopping the floor. <laughs> the guy they're putting the chairs up. Like, get out of here. We do not want to serve you. Uh-huh. Nevertheless, I persisted, and they did graciously grant me my my sandwich and my my vanilla shake, which came in damn handy. Uh, went outside since they they clearly did not want me sitting in there. So I sat in the parking lot in the sleet and ate my Diablo sandwich. And <laughs> it was, I, I th- there was no chicken taste. All you tasted, all I tasted was that infernal sauce. My yes. God. <laughs> that was soft with sauce. There was like a, a thin veneer of barbecue taste, but mostly it was just like fire assaulting you. And <laughs> my tongue was so burnt feeling that I don't, I did not sure I tasted the shake. And if I really wanted to lose my sense of taste, I would have gotten COVID, but I, I, I persevered. I finished the sandwich. Uh, I had, thank God I had the shake. It was really, really hot. And I didn't think that good, but by golly, I mm-hmm. did finish the thing and uh, I would rank it pretty low in the chicken wars in terms of quality of sandwich. So I'm sorry if Arby's is going to be more mad at us after this, but. That's my review. Sully, your thoughts? I grew up on habanero, uh, pickled habaneros. So I, I've been I've been eating spicy food. <laughs> like baby food? Does your mom like puree? <laughs> yes. Pickled pretty habaneros. Much. Little Gerber jar of habanero? <laughs> yeah. A little demon growing up in South Texas eating habaneros. Uh, so I, I, I tend to chase spicy things. I've been addicted to the spicy, spicy food for a while. With that being said, this was very spicy, very, very spicy. So they didn't lie. A lot of times these these places will say it's a spicy chicken sandwich and it's just, you know, it, it, 
True. It is. Yeah. They, ranks red, red hot. They, they, yeah, <laughs> they did deliver, you know, when some places overrate their spiciness. So it, it, it gets bumped up the scale for not lying to us. And it actually will nuke your head off. Yes, it was. It wasn't that good of a sandwich, but it, it's a little bit higher. Yeah, it was soggy-ish. Wasn't that great, but it was spicy. So it moves up the list, but it, it's not pound for pound better than Popeye's or anything. So. Oh, no. No, no. It, it's it's a mess too. It's just yeah. It was, like, it was all over my hands. Hot, I couldn't imagine eating it while driving or anything. Like I went no. out, came back to my house. Yeah, the jalapenos are everywhere. I mean, good effort. It's definitely hot. It it it, it builds too. It passes. Oh, yeah. The punch Halfway keeps through, coming. I'm like, mm, and then <laughs> that's when it hits you. <laughs> yeah, it, it it comes in strong. I'd you know you want to try it. I can't imagine like being like, hey, I want to get one of these every day. Oh no. God! Or, or yeah, no. it's just, but it's a limited, limited menu. So uh, they also have it in brisket. <laughs> so, but that sauce is is no joke. So oh, there no. you go. I don't know. Not I would if if I was in the market for a chicken sandwich, and there was an Arby's and a Popeyes and a Chick Fil A and all the others, I would still go to Popeyes. Still a Popeyes yeah. guy. Yeah. Popeyes, I think, remains the champion of the pod. Mm-hmm. Right. But, Mm. It was it was it was something. It was good effort. Mm. Sully, was, you you really spurred us to it. We did, it was a great showing on the pod from the theory. You got it on DoorDash, so you didn't get your free milkshake, huh? Right. I'm pissed. They <laughs> lit me on fire. They didn't lie to me, and <laughs> this is good. But at least, and then they tweet at me to say, "Hey, how was the milkshake too? Did you reach for it?" And I'm like, "I don't even have a damn milkshake." You guys tortured me. With this spicy-ass sandwich and do not give me the milkshake. So I was a little offended there. I appreciate Arby's engaging us uh, via Twitter. But... I appreciate it. It was, it was yeah. fun little back and forth. Yeah, I mean, what are they? Gonna, what else do they do? <laughs> it's a very influential chicken sandwich podcast. Very. I mean, out of out of all the chicken sandwich podcasts, I think we rank in the, in the upper echelon. Yeah. Top 25. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're clearly out of stuff to talk about, but we'll be back next week. Something will happen. See where Harbaugh's going. Caleb Williams, maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Season's coming. Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) Uh, Continue to share us on social media. Stick with us. Off-season is always a lot of fun, so we'll, uh, we'll keep rolling. We'll talk to you later. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.